1: call myself a decent neighbor. I'm not great, but I'm not a jerk. My husband and I, we bring our garbage and recycling containers, you know, in, uh, you know, from the curb in a timely manner. We don't just leave them out uh, to roll around in the streets. We make sure our trash does not blow into our neighbor's yards. When I'm out walking my dog or when I'm driving in the neighborhood and I see neighbors, I do the wave. Do you do the wave? We don't throw loud parties, and even if we did, we might invite our neighbors over. We pass out candy on Halloween, and I am no Grinch, I have decorated for Christmas. We have some lights on the outside of our house. We even have these really cute uh, festive gnomes uh, that are in our front yard. Um, I think they look really nice. Now, the neighbor to our left has about a 12-foot Frosty the Snowman, inflatable. The neighbor to our right has a 24-foot Santa. So, by comparison, ours is a little bit sad, so we got to up our game for next year is what I'm committing to myself. I confess that I do not know my neighbors' names. I do not know anything about their families. For some neighbors, I'm not, insure, I'm not even sure exactly who all lives in the house. I see people coming and going, and I'm like, do you live here or not? I don't know. I do not know my neighbors' joys or concerns. I have not made them Christmas cookies, and I have not gone door to door singing Christmas carols to them. They might be glad I have not done that. I've never been over to one of their houses for a cookout, and we haven't invited anybody to our house for a cookout either. My neighbors are strangers, and I am a stranger to them. If I were to run into them at the grocery store, or maybe even here at church tonight, I probably wouldn't recognize them as my neighbors. I suspect that you may have similar people in your life that are familiar strangers to you. Maybe they are the people who live on your street, but it could be your coworkers or people who work in the same building as you, people at the gym. Maybe it is people sitting around you in the pews tonight. These familiar strangers are people who are in close proximity to us. We frequent the same places around the same times, and yet we really know nothing about each other. My parents are pretty good neighbors. When I was growing up, my parents prepared gifts uh, to give away at Christmas. And so for years, we got really into making these Oreo dirt desserts. Uh, I have memories of helping my parents in the kitchen and we had like an assembly line where we had to like grind up the Oreo cookies and then make the pudding and then assemble the dessert. My parents, they have a weird sense of humor and so they really wanted the dessert to kind of look like dirt. Um, And so my dad would go to the store and buy plastic flower pots and wash them so that the dirt dessert could go in the flower pot. And then my mother bought silk poinsettias and she would stick them in the pots and then they would give them to people. And people thought that they were being given a poinsettia for Christmas. And my parents waited to see how long it would be before the people realized that it was dessert. Hopefully people realized sooner rather than later. My mother also got into making savory Chex Mix uh, that she would give away as gifts to people, her coworkers. And she would always make some extras and have some containers just around. So if someone came over to the house who didn't have a gift for Christmas, my mother could give away one of these containers of savory Chex Mix. My parents opened their doors on Christmas so that anybody who needed a place to eat Christmas dinner, they could have a spot at our table. There was always enough food and we could always make room for one more chair. My parents also made a habit of checking in with their neighbors, going around and and checking in on those elderly neighbors around us, uh, but also just checking in with the people that lived around them. We would drop by for random visits, and then we would go back to our house. And it might be weeks or months before we talked to these neighbors again. But, you know, we had, you know, a relationship, even if it was a distant one. If we heard of deaths in their families or other kinds of crises, we would offer care and compassion, and then we would go back to our own regularly scheduled programming. These neighbors were on the periphery of our lives. They weren't really involved and immediately involved in our lives, and we weren't really immediately involved in their lives either. Even now, my parents are pretty good neighbors. They know their neighbors' names. And my dad, uh, he makes a habit of going around and bringing back people's trash cans after they've been emptied on trash day. Um, And he helps out some of the neighbors around them that way. But still, my parents, they don't really know their neighbors. They don't know their neighbors' joys and concerns. These neighbors are more like casual acquaintances or distant friends. If you're on social media, we might call them Facebook friends, people that you see, people that you kind of keep tabs on, and and you kind of know what's going on, sort of, in their lives, but not really. The Gospel of John does not tell a story about the birth of Jesus Christ. In John's Gospel, we do not hear about Mary giving birth to her firstborn son and laying him in a manger. We do not hear about the shepherds and the angels coming to visit. Instead, John chapter 1 offers a poetic description of Christ, the Son of God, coming into the world as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This divine Word is the light and life for all creation. As we heard in our call to worship this evening, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not extinguish the light. First John chapter 1, verse 14 says, the word became flesh and made his home among us. And depending on the translations that you may have heard in the past, you may have heard this verse says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Or the word became flesh and made his home among us. I personally love the messages version that says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. The Christmas message in the Gospel of John is that the God of the universe has come to earth in the flesh and blood person of Jesus and moved into the neighborhood. We call this the incarnation. The same God who spoke creation into existence has come as close as possible to us by taking on a human body in the person of Jesus. We remember the night when Jesus was born, when God became flesh and blood and was born in the particular neighborhood of Bethlehem of Judea. Charles Wesley's hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, describes the Incarnation in this way, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased with us in flesh to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Christ came to earth to be our neighbor. Unlike me with my neighbors, Christ wants to be more than familiar strangers. Unlike my parents with their neighbors, Christ wants to be more than casual acquaintances or distant friends. Christ the Word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood in order to be close to us, to connect with us, to be one with us. All day every day, and not just on Christmas. This closeness allows Christ to share extreme empathy and unconditional love with us. Rene Brown offers this analogy for empathy. She says, empathy is this sacred space where someone is in a deep hole, and they shout out from the bottom, help, I'm stuck, it's dark. I'm overwhelmed, and another person climbs down into the hole to say, I know what it's like down here, and you are not alone. The God of the universe climbed down into the hole of humanity as a vulnerable human baby so that God would know what it was like down here. Christ became flesh and blood and lived among us in order to climb down into all of the holes where we find ourselves. And Christ reminds us that we are never alone. Christ became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood not to judge or condemn us, but to love us. And so on this Christmas Eve, As we retell this story, as we sing hymns, and in just a few moments as we light candles, we're remembering a story of an event that happened some 2,000 years ago. But that's not just an event from the past that we remember, that we look back on with nostalgia and familiarity. The good news of Christmas is that the eternal spirit of Christ is still being born today within flesh and blood bodies, your body and my body. The eternal spirit of Christ is still found today in the world, in our country, in your neighborhood and in my neighborhood. The Spirit of Christ is your neighbor. Writer C.S. Lewis says next to the Blessed Sacrament, Holy Communion itself, your neighbor is the holiest object presented to your senses. For in your neighbor, also Christ, the Glorifier and the Glorified, glory himself is truly hidden. Do you see Christ in your neighbor? Are you looking for Christ in your neighbor? Do your neighbors see Christ in you? On this Christmas, we celebrate that the Word became flesh and blood and moved into your neighborhood. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks that you long to be with us, and that you will go to extreme lengths to be with us, even as extreme as being born a vulnerable human baby. You long to be with us in the heights of our joys and in the depths of our sorrows. You are Emmanuel, God with us, even now. Give us eyes to see you in our neighbors, especially in those we would least expect to see you. Be in our words, in our actions, and in our love, so that our neighbors may see you in us. We pray this in the name of the Word made flesh, Jesus the Christ, our Emmanuel. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you.